0: following takes place between 8am and 9am. Are you a homeowner who's dangerous with tools?
1: Ah uh, yes, as they say, it's Saturday morning and it's time once again for Image Home Improvement Live right here from Star Worldwide Networks, Palacious Studios at the sixth floor of the Camelback Towers. Good morning, Dan. Good
2: morning. How are you? I'm doing really great. Uh, it's been uh, one of those weeks where if you touch anything, it might be too hot. <laughs> well,
1: you know. Like I did the- an
2: attic that was 151 degrees. 151? That's right. Okay. I have pictures of it.
1: All right. So, uh, well, well, the, the question is, you went up. How much did you weigh versus when you came down? Did, did you lose a, any weight while you were up there and sweat off anything that you needed to get rid of?
2: Well, you know, I lost, you know, I didn't lose any body parts, but I just sweated you my... Lose you lose know, any my,
1: body parts.
2: <laughs> I should hope not. Well, I, I sweated my rear end off. You might say that.
1: Oh, well, <laughs> I'm not going to go there. <laughs> Good morning, Blade. How you doing, buddy? When does it end? What, what I don't do know. I <laughs> it's hot. Damn hot. <laughs> <Real> hot. <laughs> hot this is my shorts. I can cook things in it. Little crotch pot cooking. It's damn hot. You can be a little I saw it so damn hot. I saw one of those little guys in the orange row burst into flames. It's that hot. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. Well, that's what I'm talking about. It was hot this week. I thought and I
2: was going to burst into flames in some of these attics. Well, <laughs> I got to tell you. It gotta, just would have been the fat on the fire. That's all.
1: That That's why I always say, you know, just so so much up in the attic here and doing so many things. And it's just, a, it, it, just it, it, be, it just slows you down, especially oh, yeah. when you're up in a, in a cramped area. Sometimes you don't have a lot of room. I mean all the attics can't be as as big as mine in my house. I've got plenty of room. You can actually
2: stand up in yours I and could, walk around. I
1: could I could you know I could make a basketball court up in my attic.
2: That's no kidding. The damn ceilings are so <laughs> <laughs> That's a revolting development. I know. I know. <laughs>
1: all right, you know, we've got a lot of great things planned for the show today and you know, one of the things that we we talked about last week was the state of the real estate market, but now we're going to talk a little bit about the state of the mortgage uh, situations here in the in the Valley of the Sun, and some of the new things that are, are coming down the pike. And obviously, it's you know everybody. You know, I heard a, Dan. I heard a commercial today on the radio. It said, you know, it's, it's getting ready for fall. And you know, I knew that temperatures were going to cool down when I walked into where was it Target over the over last weekend. And guess what I saw? Winter blaze for for the fall Thanksgiving all the autumn colors, and I'm like, wait a minute, it's not even September yet.
2: It's not even below 100 yet. <laughs> and it's
1: not even below 100 yet, and they've got this stuff out there, but, you know, they're, they're starting early, so you know it's coming. But what happens after Labor Day when people start thinking about what's going to be happening down, down the pike, you know, they may want to do some remodeling. They may have to say, well, you know, and I hear this all the time, well, I don't have much money, but – Maybe I can get a refi, you know, and, you know, there's some things that we're going to be talking with our great sponsor, uh, Right Start Mortgage. And Mike Yamamoto is here in studio with us. And we'll get a chance to talk to him a little bit about all things that you need to know. And obviously, if you need money, that's a great place to go. It's a great
2: time of year because as soon as we're done Labor Day, we come up to Halloween and loans are not a scary thing. Yeah, that's true. No, the
1: scary thing is trying (laughs) to pay it back. That's the problem.
2: Oh, there's your problem having to pay
1: for it. Well, I know. And, you know, one of the things, too, you know, with the storms that we had this week, we've had some really strange, you know, all over Facebook, you know, the big rages now. Who's going to catch a picture of the Haboop coming in from, you know, the southeast? I mean, I see it all the time. Your Channel 12 has it. You know, individuals pick it up. You know, I mean, I'm still waiting for one to come in here when we're here Saturday morning with a strange look, seeing that cloud of dust come over and head towards the Camelback Tower. It's just, thank God the windows are sealed.
2: That's we don't right. have to worry about anything. Yeah, I can continue breathing. <laughs>
1: otherwise, otherwise, we could see blade here covered with dust, along with all the equipment. All the, all the equipment
2: would just you know, love it. Look it look like
1: something out of one of the old episodes of Star Trek: The Original Series. You know, when they walked into an old planet that's been abandoned and the people have dust all over him and blade i can see blade now he's just petrified he, in he, place he'd look ancient <laughs> <laughs> all right i already looked ancient no, you know, I see, yeah, no i didn't yeah, want to yeah, say I that yeah. i didn't want to say that but a little cheer for the board op, okay <laughs> <laughs> all right but anyway you're know, getting into some of the things that we're saying with the storms okay we're going to have um uh some Representative uh, Clement Feng, give us a call in the beginning of the second hour from Generic Power Systems. You know, one of the things that always happens is that when power goes out, you have no AC, you have no – you can't do anything. I mean, it's you're just in the dark. So um, maybe you've been thinking about getting some temporary power available in case if your area is prone to lose power during big – Uh, you know, monsoon storm. So we're going to be talking with him about that as well as later on in the second hour, we've got our exclusive interview with John Weisbarth. He is one of the stars on FYI networks, hit TV show, tiny house nation. And if you've ever watched that program, you got to be amazed if you are into watching those types of, you know, programs on construction and remodel work, how the heck do they fit all that stuff into such a tiny house? And we're gonna we're gonna talk to John a little bit about that, and uh, some of the do's and don'ts, and some of the great things they're doing for the community uh, that they are building in. And, and that's one of the things about uh, what struck me it was when I talked to him during our interview was that they're giving back to the community in a lot of different ways, um, and it's not just one part of the country. You know, they're trying to do this everywhere, which is a great thing because. Uh, well, I'll let, well, you'll hear the interview. It's, it yeah. was really good, and I don't want to you know spoil the interview, gotcha. as they say. But um, right now, we want to get started with our interview. And if you have a question for um, Mike, give us a call at 480-421-0640. And don't forget, you could check out all our sponsors and all our great information on our website at imagehomeimprovementshow.com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook. You know, we usually post um, all kinds of different things happening, uh, even some of the strange things that Dan finds. You know, we post up there. In, I'm strange,
2: so I find strange in, things.
1: You know, and you know <laughs> if, if if I think it's something that people won't know about, and you know they can't figure out what it is, then we just put it up. It says, "Can you test? You know, can you tell what this object is? You know, and there's some strange things. I put one up a couple of weeks ago. Somebody thought it was a, like a rusty flying saucer. I mean, that was just some stupid comment I got back, but they didn't know. Actually, it was a bearing from
2: um, a roller gate. Oh,
1: and, yeah. And the bearings went, they, they were shot.
2: Was that from the dubell compound? That
1: was from the Dubell compound. I thought it would be a great idea to put it up and to see if people under, saw what was, what was happening. Because sometimes those gates, that's a perfect example of a, a bearing over time going bad. It got dry. And before you know it, boom. It became overbearing to try to get it to open. Yeah, I mean, it just was hopping down the track. I mean, it just it didn't roll true anymore. So, Anyway, let's welcome Mike into the conversation because he's probably wondering here, when it, what's going on here? Mike, great to have you back in studio.
3: Thanks for having me. How you doing this morning? Good. Good. Hey, well,
1: tell our listeners, for our, all our listeners, a little bit about Right Start Mortgage before we get into some of the nuts and bolts.
3: Well, we're a uh, direct lender out of California, um, and uh, we have, you know, a saleability option, which is basically to go direct to Fannie Mae and to to Ginnie Mae, which are the major buyers of you know conventional loans and government loans, and so that that kind of helps us a little bit compared to some of the brokers and correspondent lenders out there that are just selling paper. Gives you a little bit less an overlay, what's called overlays, meaning that we can go out and do some things. You know, there's not a lot, a lot, but, you know, you can do some things that other people can I mean, the most important thing is, is you know, when you're doing financing is, is just like anything, get with somebody that knows what they're doing. Because there's still a lot of people. It's like real estate. It's like any contractors. You know, you have a lot of people that carry licenses, but there's a difference between the top tier and the bottom tier. So, you know. Yeah, being the,
2: experienced at it and knowing where, what corners and what nuances are needed for a loan. Because, not you know, all the loans are not a big
3: bundle of the same things. Oh, no, absolutely, and and we see a lot of, you know, it's funny because you, when you're in the business a long time, you have friends that work for other companies and, and whatever, and they'll bring you a deal and say, okay, hey, you know, I can't, you know, we, we wouldn't do this. you know, Yeah, can we, we can't can, go there. Yeah, can you guys do this or whatever, and, and you'll look at it, and a lot of times it just has to do with how they presented or packaged the file. It really has nothing to do with whether the borrower was, was you know, financiable or not. Yeah. You know, it just had to do with how they set it up, and you're like, well, that's why they turned it down because...
2: Because you said this there instead of over here, exactly,
3: yeah. exactly.
2: It's all a matter of how you you propose the whole thing to be able to get a loan through.
3: Well, and you have to be very direct and very uh, forthright in the questions that you ask borrowers because borrowers do things that are just normal to them on an everyday basis. <laughs> like, you know,
2: like they got a good credit and now, they're going to go buy a car right after they're done the, uh, getting ready for the house.
3: Well, it, it <laughs> could be yeah, it could be something like that, or or small things that. You know, you and I wouldn't think are that big a deal. You know, I, I loan a thousand dollars to my mom; she gives it back to me, and all of a sudden, I have a deposit in cash that I can't trace. Well, you know, if you're not applying for a loan, it's and you're totally not a fine.
2: politician with dark money, you've got well, problems, right? So, well, <laughs> well, you know, that just, see, see that, like that.
1: I would think, uh, see, and and I I can agree with that because I. Didn't go through that particular situation with what Mike's talking about, but not knowing how all those work, and then all of a sudden you got people looking back over your shoulder at your record that and right. saying, "Oh, how did this happen? How did that happen?" And I'm like, at the time, you don't give it any second thought, no, and then no. all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Mike comes along and says, "It started this, this, this." And I'm like, "What?" And oh. they're asking, you wonder why?" So if you are thinking of obviously buying a house or you know getting a refi or doing something. Then you know everything that you do financially is something that you've got to make sure you go back and in review to make sure it's in order. So I would probably say, wouldn't you say, at, at least six months before you're ready to go to make sure all your all your transactions and everything it looks like it's all in order, or it would be go back even further.
3: Well, it all depends. I mean, if you're, you know, the little things like that, we can we can work around because it's just time. You know, and and the borrower probably is not going to be able to to figure all that out because they don't know what it is that they don't know. Yeah, right. if you don't, okay. if you don't okay. know
2: that was a that was a boo boo in in transaction history, you just yeah. don't know. Right? Yeah,
3: but you know the the bigger thing is is now is when is the self employed people, the W two people, you can move around. But self-employed people, you really got to know two years in advance of what you're doing because we're going to go back two years in tax returns.
2: Yes, sir. they hate us. They do that. That see, that's every. You're aware that you know I, there's I, a prejudice I, against I, self-employed. Feel like I got a bullet ones pull to on my the chest. <laughs> <laughs> self-employed support the country. I know, right? but they they hate us the most. I know, but you <laughs> <They> know, <laughs> make it impossible.
1: It's 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 the cross that we have to bear being that's right, self-employed because we're not
2: a huge corporation that can get away with all sorts of fuzzy math. Well, yeah, we don't want to go there. That's a and whole show. They mismanage themselves into bankruptcy as a certain person has said.
1: You, you better make sure you keep good records and make sure that you don't wipe your server.
2: Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful how you wipe your server. Somebody's yeah, I, watching. I, I
1: wiped it with <laughs> a cloth. That's what
2: uh, I did. Uh, anyway, there was a magnet sitting on
1: it. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> All right, Well, we come back, we're going to get into some of the different types of loans. If you're wondering, like, okay, what kind of loan is right for me? You know, there's all kinds of loans. You know, you know, Dan's loan obviously. You know, Dan's first choice is a VA loan because right. because he's a veteran. But you know, you've got I'm taking the hits for uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> right. FHA loans, and we'll get into you know the HARP loans, the home affordable, affordable. Right. I know. I get. I'll <laughs> get <laughs> it. Michael straight. Michael straight me out when we come back. Don't go away. <laughs>
4: You know, honey, I'm sure glad we took Steve's advice and called CDC Pools to resurface our pool.
5: You know, you're right. There are so many pool companies around, it was hard to choose the right one for our project.
4: Yeah, CDC Pools has been here in the Valley since 1990. Did you know they do spas and decks as well?
5: Yeah, I did. The great thing about their repair services, is after inspecting our pool pump, they knew exactly what was wrong with it. It was time to replace it with a more energy-efficient unit. You know they have over 23 years of experience remodeling and resurfacing pools. So now I have peace of mind knowing our pool needs are in good hands.
4: Now we can enjoy our backyard again. Speaking of enjoying, last one on the pool cooks dinner tonight.
5: Let
0: CDC Pools transform your tired-looking pool into a thing of beauty you can be proud of. Give them a call, 480-539-7700, or find them on the web at redoyourpool.com. Obtaining a home loan is easy When you have the right company to start with Right Start Mortgage If you've been considering purchasing a new home Or refinancing your existing mortgage Now is the time Act now While rates are some of the lowest they've been in the past year For a 30-year fixed rate mortgage Whatever type of loan you need FHA, VA, 203K, or second mortgage Right Start Mortgage has the right loan for you Don't wait, call Mike Yamamoto today at 602-490-0205. If your garage door is acting up, maybe needing an adjustment or just a new door opener, A Better Look Garage Door Company. It's not just a name. A Better Look Garage Door is a promise. When it's time to give your garage door a better look, make your next call to A Better Look Garage Door Company. 602-743-4028. Don't wait. Call the owner, Tom, right now, 602 743 4028. A Better Look Garage Door Company is a veteran owned family business serving the Phoenix area. A Better Look Garage Door Company.
1: If you live in Arizona, you know two things to be true one, that we are living the hottest days of the summer, and two, if you haven't had your home's cooling system checked this year, you run the risk of having it fail at the hottest time of the year. Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, telling you that the pros at Quality Systems need to be your choice to keep your house cool for the summer. I know I did. With nearly three decades of experience in the industry, Quality Systems' commitment is to provide every customer with the best possible in service. Don't wait. Call the pros at Quality Systems today for all your HVAC needs. 480-945-2665 or visit them on the web at QualitySystemsAC.com
0: monsoon season is still with us and if you have an older roof it's just a matter of time before the leaks start appearing as water stains on your home ceiling do your home a favor and call keiko roofing for their free roof inspection their qualified professionals will check your roof and show you where your roof may soon fail or is failing keiko roofing is committed to providing quality service along with the best roofing products whether you have a foam flat shingle or tile roof Give Keiko Roofing Systems a call today, 602-944-4600 or com.
4: This is Tiffany Hunter, host of The Home Hunter, Sunday mornings on ABC 15, and you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live on the Double Wide Network.
1: All right, we are back, and you are listening to Image Home Improvement Live right here on the as they say, double white network, Star World White Network. You know, it's like every take okay. your pick, take your pick. But we're here. This will get
2: you there. <laughs> well, we're in the Double, right studio, so double White Studios. Double White right Studios. There yeah. you yeah. go.
1: Okay, well, Double White Studios, but under the big corporate umbrella. Oh. The corporate umbrella of Star Worldwide Network.
2: That's why we got to watch out for those haboobs. It might blow that umbrella away. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no.
1: <laughs> Dave's got it firmly planted here in the Camelback Towers. Ain't going nowhere. That's trust right. Trust me. <laughs> All right. We're here with Mike Yamamoto from Right Start Mortgage today, and we're talking about, obviously, mortgages and the different things that you need to know if you are considering doing a refi loan or even if you're considering buying a, a brand new home. But uh, before the break, we were talking a little bit about uh, some of the things that you need to know and the different types of loans. So I'm going to ask Mike, you know, obviously, the you've got all kinds of different loans for different things. Now, we talked about Dan. Dan obviously would go for a VA loan because obviously he's a veteran, and that's a really great deal. He's going to get a, a you know, a great deal in his mortgage, but what are some of the differences between the different types of loans and how do I choose if I'm Joe homeowner, how am I going to choose the right loan for me?
3: Well, you're probably not. <laughs>
1: oh, thanks, Mike. <laughs> hey, the guy's honest. I love Mike's, it. We'll yeah. okay. take your loan
3: for you. Yeah. <laughs> he's, going to well, te- he's going to tell
1: me, you have to take this one.
3: Well, most people, uh, you know, don't have a full scope of options is the reality. You know, there's not a lot of different loan product out there. You know, when you get out of the your standard agency stuff, yeah. your FHA, VA, USDA, you know, conventional yeah. product, there's not a whole lot of product outside of that. You know, now some of the subprime and some of the crazy stuff is starting to come back a little bit, but oh, no. at the end of the day, right, If you if you don't have... If you don't, if you're not a vet, you're not going VA. If your property is right. not in an outlying area, you're not going USDA. If you're, you know, the only reason people go FHA is because they're under the two seven, you know, in Maricopa they're under that two seventy one oh five oh limit, or they have some sort of credit criteria issue or debt to income issue that they have to slot into that into that loan. If if they have a higher credit score. You know more money. You know, just a better borrower. Typically, that's you know any anywhere in the picture. You're typically going to go conventional. So, I mean, it's not like the borrower has a you know. It's not like going to a buffet. You know, that's right. Now I think mean, no, they no, don't. Now I feel they I don't feel, have a lot of choices. I, I feel gross. yeah.
2: And then there's that whole thing we talked last week yeah. about the scoring. What your scoring is for your consumer score is not the same score for getting a loan for a house either.
3: Yeah, that's a big. You know, we we see a lot of little. It's all about information, yeah. right? And how and and people have too much of it, you yeah. know. And and so it comes down to, like I said, it has nothing to do with. I mean, there's certain things that that will change from company to company, but the reality is, is you have to go to somebody that knows what they're doing because there's little nuances across the board. So, for example, like on a VA loan, well, you know, VA is offered typically up to the conforming limit of the four seventeen, and blah blah blah, mm-hmm. zero down. Well, most people, you know, don't. Don't do a lot of VA jumbo, you know. So you can do a VA loan over the four seventeen, but the borrower just has to come up with basically twenty five percent of what the gap is over the four seventeen.
5: Okay. So the guy could
3: do a million dollar loan if he wanted to do under VA, but he'd just have to put down twenty five percent of the six hundred grand. That would you know be. little things like that. Oh, um,
2: that's pocket change. Huh. Huh.
1: But but
3: people do yeah. it because uh-huh. they can you know because it has no mortgage insurance. Yeah, it has that's no. Right. You know, that talking, type of thing. talking
1: about mortgage insurance, Dan and I were talking before the show um, about when is a good time for uh, someone to consider, when do I not need mortgage insurance anymore?
3: Well, again, it's kind of slotted and you don't have a choice. So if you're on an FHA loan, for example, you're carrying mortgage insurance. It doesn't matter what loan you're doing, how, yeah, the, what the term is. It doesn't make a difference. Well, it's permanent. Well, it is. It is now. Yeah, there used to be a a window where it would fall off. But now, um, if you're at three and a half percent down, which is the max, you know, typical deal, um, you know, you're going to it's a life alone deal now.
2: That's right. Congress made that change that last year and it started at three hundred and eighty bucks for that uh, loan or for that uh, insurance, didn't it?
3: It it went up
2: to three hundred. Well it's
3: one point seven five up front. That's that's pretty standard on both thirties and fifteens. And then now it it actually dropped in January to point eight five, which was better because it was up at one point three five for a while. So that's why you saw the influx of all those streamlined refis Mm -hmm. was because people could drop their mortgage annual mortgage insurance down. Um, but you know that's pretty much a life alone deal. If you put five percent down, you can get it down to eleven years. But the reality is, is an FHA loan for the most part is a is a purchase acquisition tool. It's not it's not really a refi tool unless you are in trouble from the standpoint of you want to go eighty five cash out and you have higher debt ratios because Fannie Mae stops you at forty five percent pretty much when you run it through DU. It's not going to give you too much more than that unless you have some really good compensating factors. So you got to figure. That's going to stop at forty five, whereas you know you could take a, you can take an FHA loan through DU up to sixty. You know if it takes it, you know so that's why you may have those types of things that go on in there. But you know it's all it's all structuring you know the deal and, and figuring out what what your options are, and so you have to ask all those right questions. Some people disqualify themselves because you know, like on VA, for example, you you know it's always been. A rule of thumb that, hey, you have to, you know, it's either the borrower or the borrower's spouse, that's all you get. It's not like FHA where you can have a non-occupant co- and stick my dad on the loan who lives yeah. in Chicago or something, you know? Mm. And so, but in reality, you know, there is a clause in VA where you can have a non-occupant co-borrower, you just have to basically put 12.5% down to do it. Wow. Which mm. sometimes is worth it because, again, you can go to the conforming limit, you don't have mortgage insurance on it at all. If you okay. if you're a VA if you're a vet and you're fully disabled you have no upfront funding fee either. That's right. And then in most states, full disability VA, you, you can file a waiver, and not have to pay property taxes either.
2: Right. So like
1: that, yeah, that's so what might, works.
3: Yeah. So that might pay to do it that way then. Yeah. So there's a lot of different you know nuances that you got to again ask the right questions. You
2: got you, you got to come to you for the right for the right information because. I've heard all sorts of things across across the spectrum.
3: Yeah, so, and you don't know. So again, it comes down to make just make sure you're dealing with somebody that knows what they're doing because you don't want to get thrown into something that maybe is not as good for you as something else, or you know, or there may be an option to do something that maybe you didn't have before.
2: and then again, sometimes uh, people think they need to they want to jump out of their loan that they've got in their house, and they got a really good percentage rate and they're not going to get a better one because things are now start to creep back up. It's like, sit, stay, calm down. Well, yeah,
1: I think one of the things that some people do sometimes they don't, you know, they they got their mortgage, you know, a while ago, and then they just, you know, it's in the drawer. And until somebody, until it comes up in conversation or somebody makes mention to it, and a light goes on in your head and it says, you know, maybe maybe I should get this reviewed because, you know, if, Things have changed a lot since I had done it the first time. Maybe now, maybe I can save some money. And that happens, I think, out of, you know, it happens to people regularly. It just doesn't happen
3: automatically. But how often
1: should someone get their mortgage um, information
3: reviewed? Well, I think it depends on what they're in. You know, I mean, if you don't have a need to pull cash out or, you know, you're in a pretty good rate, especially if you're in a conventional, you know, if you're Mm -hmm. in a conventional 30 or 15 you know and that's the one thing i you know i always talk to our clients about is because they think in their mind they think if i go from 30 to 15 my payment's going to go from a thousand to two thousand because the term's cut in half so they just think in their head it's going to double where it may only go up like 300 bucks to cut the whole term in half because the rate's going to be a half a point less and you know some other component factors there so it's just things like that 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 you try to deal with i mean if you have an fha loan you should be reviewing that thing probably every couple of years because the reality is is that like we've seen it too. I mean, some of the people who even bought a couple of years ago, you know, depending on why they used FHA to get there, okay. So assuming they could qualify, you know, the the market has moved enough where they could maybe get into a you know a ninety percent or an eighty percent conventional loan now. You know, I had some, I had a couple of clients that I put in loans in 2012, 2013, FHA minimum down. That we've we've they bought you know pretty well, not on purpose, but just they just did you know and and the thing has moved up so where you know they can they can get out of it. I took one you know just just a, uh, the other month and and we you know she went from three and a half down f h a with all this mortgage insurance and then we you know we refinanced out of it and went to eighty percent so that's a good you know and that's it yeah that's all she needs and now she's done
1: well it's good well it's where you need somebody like Mike to come in and Review the situation and uh, help you save some money if it's possible because you need need to know. But we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we've got more mortgage information coming coming your way. And stay tuned. And don't forget, uh, in our second hour, we've got uh, Generac Power Systems going to be joining us along with John Weisbarth from Tiny House Nation, which – if you're thinking of downsizing, you need to listen to this interview. You will be amazed. Don't it's go It's not away. shrinkage,
2: it's downsizing. It's
1: not, it's right, Dan. It's not <laughs> shrinkage. Give that. When you buy a car, you want to see that car's history, whether it's new or used. Why should buying a home be any different? DEC Inspections can provide you with the inspection you need to have peace of mind when purchasing your next home. Call today, 602-308-8722. That's 602-308-8722.
0: Nice shot. Thanks. This room is awesome. Yeah, Debbie and I wanted a rec room. And with the way property values keep going... Who can afford to buy a new place? Tell me about it. So we just had Steve over at Image Home Improvement and close the patio. And make the shelf for the TV, so... So take your next shot. (laughs) Right. What about your family room? Yeah, but the kids are always playing their video games and everyone watches TV in there. I wanted my own space, and I've always wanted a pool table. How'd you talk Debbie into it? She uses it more than I do. Cheryl and I love the outside. Do you think we could just get the patio screened in? Sure. Image Home Improvement just did the Johnson's house. They love it. No mosquitoes. Exactly. And Chris says they're enjoying their outside a lot more at night. You should do it. Just go to imagehomeimprovement.com. The name says it all. Steve came over, gave us an estimate, and, well, you see how it looks. Can't tell it wasn't here the whole time. Yep. Your shot. Imagehoimprovement
5: dot com. Add to your space and close your patio. Go to imagehomeimprovement dot com.
0: Sometimes you start a project with great intentions and then it keeps getting bigger and nothing makes sense and it grows out of control. So how do you get all the parts and pieces in sync
3: together? We will, we
0: will. Fix it. Image Home Improvement. When it's time to call in a professional, go to imagehomeimprovement.com. Chances are, when it's time to call a service professional, you need someone right away. Who can you call for those electrical problems fast? The answer is Mr. Electric Remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better.
6: This is Chris Grundy, host of DIY Network's cool tools. Now, if you need home improvement help, you need to listen to Image Home Improvement Live with Steve DuBell every Saturday morning, baby. Woo!
3: Someone help me. It's not healthy
1: All right, we are back. And, Dan, during the break, we were talking about, you know, Dan Dan is uh, very proud of his brand-new water-saving lawn in the back. But, you know, oh, when, yeah. when the neighbors came over, they asked him this one question. You
2: didn't build that. <laughs> you betcha that was too much work and too hot of t- temperatures. I'll, I'll take the hit on that.
1: That's okay. That's all right. Like I tell you, it doesn't make a difference when the neighbors come over and you show off what you did. It doesn't make a difference if you did it or if you paid somebody to do it. The point is does it look like it was done professionally and does it look awesome? It looks so awesome. Well see now you know you know now it works for those of our listeners out side of Arizona you know some of them up on some of the colder climates may not be dealing with artificial turf. And especially all our good friends up in Minnesota, ah. you know that snow hits that. I don't know what the snow would do to that. It'd be a great question.
2: The glacial age. What, happened, what <laughs>
1: happens when the glacial tundra hits it in December? And if it was up in that area, is it
2: made for colder climates? Well, we got the stuff made for hot climates. So you know, there's actually differences in the type of artificial grasses that they'll put out there for people.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, that goes. To, that goes to show you. But they also have that. If you have pets, they have that special turf where all the... the,
2: uh, It throws it back at the pet.
1: No, it doesn't. (laughs) Dan, Dan, what are we going to do? (laughs) It (laughs) didn't...
5: Blade, where's the button, man, come on, yeah, yeah. the mute button, <laughs> the mute button. What's wrong with you? He's off. Come on, get it on, get it on track here. Okay. Anyway, all right,
1: we were talking with Mike Yamamoto from Right Start Mortgage, and we, you know, just talking about some of the different types of loans. But the one uh, loan that obviously that is um, that's important for obviously moi is for homeowners that want to get some remodeling work done, and they need to do a refi, what's the most current loans that are workable for somebody who wants to refi and pull money out for maybe a, a kitchen makeover or a bathroom makeover or even a room addition?
3: Well, to be honest with you, the, the, the easiest thing to do, and most people should check it first, Okay, depending on the amount of money that they're talking about and where their equity lies, if they have a good first mortgage, it doesn't really do anything for me. So I'm just going to be brutally honest. I mean, the first thing they should do is 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 really check to see if they've got you know an ability to qualify for a line of credit because most banks or credit unions will do those without any fees. They'll do it for free. They don't. You know, they're not going to charge yeah. them an appraisal, and and it's it's going to be a pretty simple type it's, of deal. It just
1: it's not as complicated as going through a refi.
3: Well, and you're not messing up your first because you got to remember if you if you do a refi and you cash out, if you had a three three and a half percent first, and you're going to go to four percent or something, and then you're going to screw the you know the whole, the whole thing, thing up. up. Okay, so you got to just you got to know where your options are. It's so it's cash or it's you know you know line of credit, and then you probably look to refi now. The refis start to make more sense when you um, either a your your first isn't where, the way you want it. So let's say you had an FHA first, that you had equity in the property. Now you're going to get rid of mortgage insurance, take the money out. You had credit card debt, maybe you're going to pay that off. You know, so I mean, it, it all has to make sense in the deal. But if a guy just comes to me and says, "Hey, look, I'm just looking for thirty grand to, you know, pay Steve do to it. do a bunch of stuff to my house," you know, and, and I'm sitting at sixty percent loan to value on my first, I'm going to tell him, "Okay, you know, this is what I would honestly would do." do yeah, do. I mean, because we're not going to do. The other thing is, is make sure that you. You know, like I said, you got to make sure you you know the person and you can trust the person that you're dealing with because some some loan officers will just do loans because they can make money on them, but it's not in the best interest of the borrower. Well, here's a perfect example that I I know uh, one of the one of our friends actually
1: uh, she's self employed, so she has her own small business and she wanted to add about mm, about two hundred square feet on her house. Right. Her house is fully paid for. And she said, you know, what is it going to take? We gave her all the information on cost for building and all that. So she says, well, let me go to the bank and see what they say. All right. So they went to the bank, and she gave them all the information. And again, the old credit problem came back to haunt her. And it right. was even 10 years ago, 10 years ago. And this is why we always talk about
2: – Did they some, reinstate the bad information somewhere down the line?
1: I don't know what the problem was, but the whole bottom line was – the reason that they wouldn't loan her any money Uh was the fact that she had no job per se, other than being self-employed and she couldn't show any, because that was what she wanted to do. She wanted to expand one of her rooms in the house because she dealt with something that could be made at the house and sold on Amazon and stuff like that. They wouldn't give her the
3: loan. Right, right, right. Well, okay. So in, in and. In that case, then you have to, I mean, if they don't show any, if people don't show income, which sometimes happens with self-employed, this is why I'm kind of saying, if you're self-employed and you're thinking of purchasing, refining, whatever, it's really a two-month forward-thinking process because worst-case scenario, you may need to fix two tax returns to make it work. Yeah. Now, we have some programs that are one-year tax return programs, um, you know, at the right, under the right circumstances that you can get away with, but, you know, your worst case is going to be, you know, two, so... How old was she was she just
1: I, I think she was probably in her late 40s early 50s
3: okay so because my first thing would be hey if they don't have any you know if they can't qualify or whatever maybe you look at reverse mortgages for example if they if they're of age second thing would be you may have to go into a into a um, kind of an alternative type of mortgage that will maybe allow some stated income stuff which is coming back I mean because the reality is that you Look, if you're if you're self-employed, most people are trying to write off everything they can to keep their taxable income down. Okay, but the, but the people have to understand that that's great for taxes, and really nobody else in qualification purposes, credit cards, you know, car loans, nobody else really verifies anything. If you think about it, you go online, you say you make ten grand a month, and they give you the credit card based on your credit score, stated you, income. Well, I'm saying you watch. Well, it's... (laughs) Right. Liar loans. Oh, liar loans. Let's not get back to that. And the guy guy may have cash flow, right? But if you walk into a car dealer and say, you know, hey, I want to buy a car, you just tell them how much you make and they're done. They don't even ask you for pay stubs or anything. The mortgages are completely different. It's a forensic financial audit, basically. So... You're going to have to if you're self-employed to the point of whatever you want to qualify for, just understand and be at peace with the fact that you are going to have to bite the bullet and pay some taxes for 2 years. All other things being equal because you're going to have to show enough income to qualify. You know, and that's why it's it's very important to plan, you know, if if you're going to purchase, talk to somebody that knows what they're doing. I mean, you can call me obviously, it'd be better, but you know, So that they can tell you, hey, this is what you showed in thirteen, this is what you showed in fourteen. If you're gonna qualify for a two hundred fifty thousand dollar house, your worst case scenario is we're gonna throw thirteen out, average fourteen, add back all this stuff, and you have to show X in fifteen or it's not happening. Or we gotta get a co borrower or we gotta get, you know.
2: Or you gotta hit the lottery. You
1: gotta
3: hit the lottery. (laughs) Or you gotta (laughs) hit the road. Yeah, you (laughs) gotta hit the lottery (laughs) or hit the road, right, exactly.
1: That's amazing, and
3: that's 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 what it is, and that's where I think people get into some troubles. They don't realize.
1: Yeah, that's
3: amazing. If you got to again, you got to know what you're
1: doing, and you've got to consult a professional. And definitely, Mike is all the answers for you. If you are thinking about doing a refi, or if actually if you're going to be buying your first time loan, and we're going to get talking a little bit in that when we come back right after break. So I want everybody to hang tight, and we will return, and you are right here on Image Home Improvement
7: Live.
0: Your Premier Team, a local team of experts who are globally connected and ready to help you buy or sell residential real estate. Serving Maricopa and North Pinal County. Visit them at yourpremierteam.net. They use their strengths to gain results for quicker closings and smoother transactions. If you're currently looking to sell real estate, contact us today and ask about our global marketing listing package. Again, that's yourpremierteam.net or call their offices at 480-567-2103 for Arizona Real Estate into your premier team. Thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Confused about which company to choose to do your tile work? Let me make the choice a simple one for you. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone. Whether it's a residential or commercial project, az high-tech tile and stone are the experts in kitchen countertop backsplashes floor tile and shower walls and anything while using materials such as granite tile travertine porcelain and much much more az high-tech tile and stone will come to your home and provide you with a free estimate If you've been thinking of replacing or upgrading those kitchen cabinets or appliances in your home, even though they're still in good shape, then I have a solution for you. Stardust Building Supplies is a 501c3 organization, recycling such things as kitchen cabinets, toilets, doors, windows, tubs, and more. Remember, one man's trash is another woman's treasure. They have three convenient valley locations. 51st Avenue and Northern in Phoenix, Alma School and Broadway in Mesa, and 40th Street and Thunderbird in Phoenix. Net profits from Stardust stores support their Angels on Call program, which provides free home repairs to qualified low-income homeowners in the Phoenix metro area. Last year, Angels on Call helped over 100 homeowners with their necessary home repairs. Let's do our part for the green movement. Give Stardust Building Supplies a call today. 480-668-0566 or visit them on the web at stardustbuilding.org.
6: This is Jimmy Johnson, NASCAR driver, the number 48 Lowe Chevrolet. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live.
3: Help me. Night. Time
1: All right, we're excited. It is Saturday morning, and we are obviously we're talking money, Dan. Well, yeah, we're talking money. That's exactly I'd right. I'd be
2: dangerous if I had some.
1: <laughs> oh jeez. Well, you know, it, it all. You just. It's stuff that you have to plan for. You,
2: well, you know, know I, I was not the rich. You know, the rich. You know, rich dad, poor dad thing. You know, my dad was a mailman, and he taught me just the core values of being middle class. That's what I learned. You know, be honest, make sure the mail is delivered, and, you know, you'll have a good life. Well, I didn't become a mailman. Sorry about you didn't that, become, Dad. What was wrong with you? Why didn't you listen? Because <laughs> it was hot out. Well, yeah. I mean, you know,
1: you don't have all those other nice things that happen right now where you go out. That um, The only one thing that they, I don't think they even have AC in those trucks, do they? Um, supervisors have them. <laughs> oh, super, well, of course, supervisors have them. What do you expect? But uh, anyway, we're here with Mike Yamamoto from Right Start Mortgage, and you know one of the things that, uh, obviously, you know, thinking people that are coming along way back when the crash came in two thousand eight, and everybody was scrambling to get uh, special loans so that they could stay in their homes. Um, eventually, those in those percentage, those loans drop really low, but now. I think when those were given out and people were starting to to get those refis, I remember when we went through it at the beginning, it's like the banks were so reluctant to go out and give – to to give you a break. I mean, why Mm. wouldn't you want to – that's what I couldn't understand, why the banks would would want to take no money versus a little money when everybody was struggling just to pay their mortgage. And now what happens – Though when uh, – now with these rates so low, when those loans actually come time to uh, – as they start creeping slowly back up, is it just a matter of time when they mature and what the current market rate is? Or is that something that you may might be able to plan
3: for along the way? Well, you know, it's funny about all those loans and, and, and a lot of them, mo- which are more modifications right. – you know, via forbearance or interest rate or whatever. Well, the ones where they just dropped the interest rate were decent modifications because you just bought enough time. You basically just rented the property and bought enough time for the deficiency to catch up, which some of them have. The ones that were forbearance where they tacked on all the stuff at the end, I mean, when we see those, if you really look at them, I mean, a lot of times they would have been better off just shorting the thing Mm-hmm. at the time instead of trying to hold on and save it because some of those guys are still not out of the other side. And if they would have just dumped the thing in 07 or 08... It
2: would have been with the rest of it nobody been back, would say they'd that. They'd have yeah. been
3: back in the game three years ago. Yeah. You know, and so that's the hard part. You know, when people become emotionally attached to to these properties, you know, and they can't let go because they have whatever thing, you know, is the deal, they they just didn't let go. And so they a lot of them are in... Just as bad a shape as they were when they started because of forbearance and some other things, but but I mean, I think some of them I think the some of the modifications
1: then they drop down to like possibly two and three percent when they were probably up around six or seven, and then all of a sudden, you know they're supposed to creep back up over years, but eventually they're probably creeping over the current rate, yeah, and then the only thing is can you can you get out of that modification? And lock yourself in now with a current rates just so that you get something more stable,
3: or do you have to let that modification run? No, out? you can refi out of it any time you want. Like I said, the ones that they did where they said, "Okay, you know, Steve, you're going to pay you know one percent in year one, two percent in year two, three percent right. in year three, th- whatever." Some of the rate modification ones aren't too bad. It's when they went into forbearance or they went into things where they were tacking you know the deficiency onto the backside of the loan. You know, spreading it out over forty years. Doing you know, some of the modifications are kind of crazy.
1: Well, I think I don't think there was any r- rule. You know, guidelines rule because you hear some people say, "Oh yeah, they they the uh, the bank decided to forgive me for this amount of money. They refied me. Nothing's tacked on the back." And those and, are good. And, and those were great. Other yeah, those people, other people came back and they got their modification and they came walking out and they are just grumbling. And, and behind and talking under their breath because the bank stuck it all to them at the end, and it's you they know, got banked. They had no lo-
3: they had no choice. They had to live with it.
2: That's my favorite phrase for banks a four letter word. They got banked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
7: that's
3: right. Yeah. Well, they and, that, and that's the problem is is you were dealing directly with the bank. There was really no because you remember at a bank there, there's there's no licensing there. It's a registration, so they right. don't. Have, you know, so if you go to Chase, the Chase guy does not have an NMLS license like I have. He didn't have to do anything. All he had to do was sign up with the bank and get a registration number. Right. So he's not qualified to do the same things that I am. He's allowed to, but he's not qualified to do it. So, you know, there was no guidance in those situations. Everybody was just emotionally scrambling and, and very few people thought about what they were really, really getting into other than the fact that what, what's the least amount of money I can pay to not have to move. Right, really and
1: then, and then the you also had to deal with the people that started businesses and Promoted, hey, I could do your loan modification. And then they got stuck from the loan modification company because they took their money and didn't do anything. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. or if they did, it was just nothing more than
3: a paperwork chase. You know, we send letters, we write, we do this, and then nothing happens. Yeah, just like anything. I mean, there were some good companies and there were some bad companies. What ended up happening, why people lost some ground on that or lost money in those cases, is because. Uh, A lot of the states, you know, Department of Financial Institutions here came in and said, hey, wait a second, if you're negotiating a modification, you either got to be an attorney or you got to be a licensed mortgage broker at the minimum. So then they had those companies had to go out and try to get a broker's license in order to negotiate that on their behalf because they wanted them fully licensed. And so those companies that didn't do it got shut down, essentially. You know, so some of them, you're right, and it was expensive. They were charging, oh you know, yeah, thousand, two thousand, three thousand bucks. Yeah, it wasn't mod. cheap.
1: I remember, I remember there was a company. and obviously one of the greatest places to go market your business for something like that was at a home show, and there was a modify. Actually, more than one. There a couple of companies at the home show, you know promoting hey we could do this we could save your house and you know and people were scrambling they were getting leads like it was going out of style
2: yeah and those refinance people were thicker than thieves and most of them were
3: well but to yeah. think about what the thought process was the thought process was because and the, and it was a problem because the banks basically said okay well in order to do a modification you can't be current cuz if you're current you're obviously not having problems so the right. sale was is hey you know, if you've got a thousand dollar payment, just pay me the thousand bucks, I'll do the modification, you know, so it's really no money out of your pocket, and we'll go negotiate on your on your behalf to you know, to do the deal. And if it doesn't work, you're not paying anyway. So you know
1: Well the problem was you couldn't get you couldn't get their atten you couldn't get the bank's attention if you were current. So the only way you could get their attention to show you had a hardship so is before. not pay. Then before you know it,
3: then then it's a vicious cycle. Well and keep in mind it's completely illegal for a creditor to, to, to tell you to default on a loan. Oh yeah. I mean <laughs> it's not let's not lose sight of that. Mm. You know, I remember when Countrywide was up and and uh you know they used to have a a thing on their website before they got, you know, the B of A merger, right? And it basically would tell you that you had to go down sixty or we're not talking to you. Wow. Okay, Whoa. well wait a second. I got a creditor telling me to default and then they're gonna report me on a credit report that's you know negative
1: yeah. so you got to get screws from somebody somewhere i mean it was just oh, yeah. amazing
3: yeah so really all these compan all these modification companies where they were they were professing that they had you know intel and they were had special you know people at wells that they could talk to but it's essentially what they were was they were professional humpers and that was their job. Pump the bank until they got, gave you what you wanted.
2: It made <laughs> me think of a certain dog in uh, President Obama. No, now,
3: now, now. Let's <laughs> let <that> go there. <laughs> and so, hey, Listen, and some of them, that was their, that was their deal. They were, they were uh, you know, that was their logo. It was a Chihuahua.
2: Oh, geez. Yeah, well. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know,
1: hey, you know, <laughs> we're not going to go there. But, uh, yeah, so those are things. I'm sure that some people probably, you know, they're, they're, they're probably happy that they kept their home. But the, on the other hand, too, it's something that now as time goes on and people are, you know, with especially with the stock market, you know, Dan brought up a very good point. He's got he had he had a he had a, a banner week in home inspections because people decided that they weren't going to put their money in the stock market. They decided, let's put it in real estate and we're going to go buy some housing. And obviously, if you're going to buy a house, you need a mortgage. So there you go. So, that, I mean, it it's. You get a week of something like that, and then the other time, you know, it, it might be normal. So, well, it was a it was ca- peak, these are valleys. cash
2: buyers. These are cash buyers this week. They really? were just—they were walking in, just saying, "Bam, here, check it out for me." Bam, done. Dude, yeah. why, why didn't you call me? <laughs> I could
1: have done some cash remodeling. Let's do that. Come on.
2: Well, first I got to get the you know the, the 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 ink dry on the title so they can oh, go start doing
1: oh, oh, the see. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. It looks like, like
2: that one with the wolf wets in it.
1: With the wolf rats. Yeah, yes, true. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, but you know, again, it's it's all about you know what you need to do and how you do it and in your particular situation. It's like everything else. That's why people use CPAs. That's why I mean I use a CPA because different things. You know, my situation today, two thousand fifteen, is different than it was eight years ago. You know when we, you know when we built our house, we moved in. You know my credit situation was was different back then. You know, people were just handing out money, going crazy. You know and just hey, let's just do it. And the mortgage companies, and I'm sure, Mike, you know that they were they were cranking so many loans out that mistakes were being made. And you know if they came back later, you know at least the one that I know that they made on mine. They didn't even want to take responsibility for it. They said, if you want to go after it, you know, it's your responsibility and to be able to do it. I'm like, well, wait a minute. What happened to mortgage insurance? You know, you guys made the mistake. And then they just, you know, basically turned around and said, tough. Mortgage what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you can't do that. I mean, but they wouldn't take responsibility for a mistake, even though it was, granted, it was like when we, when we caught it, it was five years ago. But they didn't want to do it. They didn't want to deal with it because it was too much bother. And then I would have had, to, had the expense and the, and the hassle of going back researching it. So it's, you know, it's like either you let it slide and move on or you go back and you know, waste all this time and go back and do it. So that's why you've got to make sure that everybody that, that you use does your work and does it right the first time because you, know, you don't want to go back and find out later that you owe any kind of money at all. You know, mm-hmm. and that's what happened with with us when we did ours. We found out that the original mortgage company made a mistake when they did did their paperwork, and we had to go back and we had to, you know, suck it all in, and we had to actually wind up paying it paying it back. It was about it was about uh, I think it was about a five grand mistake, so he had ouch. to spread it out. So, it was, ouch. yeah, it was yeah, ouch is right. So again, you know, you got to be able to do it,
2: and that's like having the right tax person. I got bit by a bad tax person, and I'm still paying back uh, just the interest. I paid off the debt, but the interest itself? Talk about Guido. U.S. government's bad. (laughs) Damn, their interest rates are, whoa, Guido. you know, you just got to go back. I mean, they're giving,
1: you know, I guess in some places, some instances they will give you a break. The IRS will give you a break, but in other hand. Yeah, arm, leg, what do you want? Uh, Yeah, well, (laughs) I'm not talking about that, Dan.
3: You know, Anyway, Mike, how can our listeners contact you? Uh, the easiest way to contact me is just give me a call at 602-402-9999. Um, you know, if, I, if I don't pick up, I'm probably talking to somebody else. <laughs> what's easy, you know, I have Verizon, so you get that beep, you know, so you always know well, what's yeah. going on. Um, but uh, that's the easiest way. And if you just have general questions, let's get them out in the open, figure out what's good for you or what's not good for you, and if we can help you, you know, we'll do it or at least send you in the right direction you know, so that you're heading down the right path or you know what the plan is.
1: Oh, you need to do that. And you can also find the information for Mike and Right Start Mortgage on our website, imagehomeimprovementshow.com. Just make sure you look for the uh, Right Start Mortgage logo uh, on the banner page uh, of the homepage, and you'll uh, you'll be able to contact Mike and get all your questions answered. And if you are a new homeowner and or a new... Um, going thinking of buying a new home then you know obviously do all your due diligence you know you did i'm sure that you've found a realtor that you liked and you didn't just automatically just walk into somebody's office one day and say hey you know i want you to find me a house you probably got a referral from somebody uh, or you've dealt with this person once before the same thing with, with your mortgage person don't just Use any mortgage person. You need to know people that are actually going to take care of business and find out what your particular needs are, and Mike can do that for you. So uh, make sure you contact him. And Mike, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. We love to have you on. We'll see you. We'll see you real soon. And uh, I want everybody to stay tuned. On the other side of the break, we're going to be talking about some monsoon preparedness with Generac Power Systems. Don't go away. All right. Yay!
0: monsoon season is still with us and if you have an older roof it's just a matter of time before the leaks start appearing as water stains on your home ceiling do your home a favor and call Kaiko roofing for their free roof inspection their qualified professionals will check your roof and show you where your roof may soon fail or is failing Kaiko roofing is committed to providing quality service along with the best roofing products whether you have a foam flat shingle or tile roof Give Keiko Roofing Systems a call today, 602-944-4600 or keikoroofing.com. Have you been looking for information on your home improvement project? Maybe you've been seeking the right contractor for your remodel work. Don't know which way to turn? Image Home Improvement Live has all those answers and more. You can always catch this contractor doing great work and sharing the best in home improvement information. Remember, Image Home Improvement Live, Saturdays from 8 to 10 on the Double Wide Network. Your answer to all your home improvement needs in the digital age. Obtaining a home loan is easy when you have the right company to start with. Right Start Mortgage. If you've been considering purchasing a new home or refinancing your existing mortgage, now is the time. Act now while rates are some of the lowest they've been in the past year for a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. Whatever type of loan you need, fha va 203k or second mortgage right start mortgage has the right loan for you don't wait call mike yamamoto today at 602-490-0205 chances are when it's time to call a service professional you need someone right away who can you call for those electrical problems fast the answer is mr electric Remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better.
3: The following takes place between 9 a.m. and 10 a.m.
1: All right, we are back, and you are tuned into Image Home Improvement Live right here on the Double White Network, and uh, we want to thank Mike Yamamoto for coming in today from Right Start Mortgage, talking about, oh my God, everything that you could imagine when it comes to taking care of your uh, financial issues with your mortgage, and that's, again, money, dealing with your money, you've got to, you know, it's like everything else, Dan, we don't know... Everything. That's why we need everybody's help.
2: That's why we have experts for that.
1: That's right. That's right. Experts for that. That's why we have Blade here. That's it. I mean, you know, the board's different than I used to use over at the other terrestrial radio station. And he
2: knows how to hit that dump button real good. Yeah, that's
1: right. (laughs) He's got that finger on there, and plus he's protected by the sneeze guard. That's it. (laughs) That's right. All right. Uh, One of the things that we uh, promised today, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, with monsoon... Uh, storms hanging out there and just coming every day. You know, it's just like, you know, as we are uh, wrapping up some of the dog days of summer here. Whoa. Yeah, and next week, uh, next week it's going to be, God, it's going to be
2: September next week, Dan. Already. Where did the year go? <clears throat> I think it melted down midsummer. summer It went away <laughs> real just, fast.
1: I just, you know, and you think about baseball's two-thirds over with. They only got only another month or so of baseball. There's like 30 games left that Diamondbacks have to play. That's right. And that's about it. Then the pain will be over.
2: That's right. <laughs> that's, cubbies, cubbies, have been doing cubbies, good this year. Yeah,
1: hey, you talk about we're going to have some great playoffs this year, right? Cubbies, gonna, I mean, it. It, as long as they don't, you know, fall into a black hole like or, they did a couple of years ago, but or, then, or have a fan catch then, a ball. But then you got to remember, <laughs> though, you know, as we used to say in 1969, when we used to go to Shea Stadium with the Mets, you got to believe the Mets yeah. are on a tear. That's right. So it's going to be it's going to be a great baseball playoff season. Not to mention Cardinals playing okay. Oakland tomorrow night. Should be interesting. That should be interesting. Actually they're going to let the the uh the first string the players play uh two quarters and without injuries. Go figure. Well, hopefully without injuries. We don't want anybody to
2: get hurt. No, but uh, it seems like you know, the practices have been Da- <laughs> have well, more danger know, than the regular games. You know, sometimes those things happen. You know, you just, you could,
1: you could <laughs> as we say, you could prepare, prepare. It's just like remodel work. You prepare for all this, you know, stuff that you know is going to happen, and then something unexpected happens, and then you've just got to deal with it. That's Much it. like monsoon storms where something unexpected happens, and guess what? The power goes out. That's right. But then all of a sudden, you know, if... The doggy door won't open. If, yes, if you were, <laughs> I've never seen a, a powered doggy door, but, you know, okay. <laughs> but uh, what we can do to help prevent that, uh, we have uh, Clement Fank from Generac Power Systems Online. Good morning, Clement. How are you?
7: Oh, very good. Good morning, well, Great
1: to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us this morning.
7: You bet. You Glad know, to be
1: here. Tell us a little bit about Generac.
7: Generac is uh, the uh, largest marketer and manufacturer of uh, power generators in the country. We um, make a lot of great products for homeowners, and that includes portable generators as well as uh, automatic standby generators.
2: I remember generators from my days in the Air Force as a civil engineer. That was our first line of defense to actually have a fan turn. (laughs) They, They made a lot of them for the Air Force. I remember that.
7: Yeah, uh, the company, uh, we've been in business since 1959, and it's pretty much all we do is build power generators from the very smallest, you know, portable ones that you would bring camping to the very largest ones that can back up a uh, water treatment plant or a hospital.
2: They even have a series to be able to generate power for aircraft.
7: That's right, we do. Um, Portable generators and mobile generators, the kind that you tow behind you, um, we make those kind of generators too.
1: You know, one of the things I remember when I was growing up as a kid, and I always thought my dad was ahead of the time because he was he was a um, a, a truck mechanic. But he, when we grew up in our house, he had in the garage he had uh, built a generator that would actually tie into the house when the power would go out. And I am like looking at this, I am like, this is really great. All we need is gas, and we've got power, and everybody else has nothing, no AC. You know, they can't turn their lights on. They're walking around with candles. And all of a sudden, all we got to do, go down and just hit a button and boom, it, it starts right up and then you've got power. But Generac has come a long way. Obviously, you know, I think one of the things that uh, are important that I see is that, you know, when people think of generators years ago, it's like, oh, my God, they're big, they're noisy. Some of these generators that you make nowadays are virtually co- almost quiet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they don't make a whole lot of noise at all, and plus they're generating power.
7: Yeah, they've uh, come a long ways. You're right about that. And, you know, one of the most important things, too, they've become way more affordable. I mean, back in your dad's day, uh, a permanently installed generator would be something expensive and difficult to install. But today you can buy a standby generator uh, down at the hardware store or a home improvement store or talk to a dealer and get it installed for $2,000 you know, $2,000 is our least expensive standby generator now, and anybody can afford one of those.
2: And the transfer for the automatic tra- uh, transfer switch that you hook into your panel, the technology, like electronics and everything, is so sensitive now that it'll trip over and kick on the unit by itself.
7: Yep, that's right. Uh, you're talking about an automatic transfer switch, and when you install a uh, permanent uh, generator, a standby generator on your home, um, the installer will always put on uh, the automatic transfer switch, which uh, automatically detects if the utility power goes out. And when that happens, within about 10 seconds, it turns on the generator, and the generator is connected to your home's electrical distribution panel, and you got power to your house.
2: Now, you have a series that's on gasoline, of course. But do you have types that are on propane or uh, natural gas?
7: Yeah, definitely. Most portable generators uh, run on gasoline. You've got mm-hmm. some construction-type ones that might run on diesel, and we do have portable uh, propane generators as well. Now, this is the kind on wheels. You know, it's on a cart. Right. you kind of wheel it wherever you want it, and then mm-hmm. you've got to refuel it periodically. The type that are permanently attached to your home, they kind of sit on the outside of the house like your air conditioning condenser would. Right. Those are connected to the home's natural gas supply or to propane, Whichever uh, you've got, and uh, you don't need to ever refuel those. While well, the propane tank, you would refuel after a few hundred hours. But
2: yeah, but that's just normal way you know use with your propane if that's in your system. Yeah,
7: that's right. So, and then I think most homes in the U.S. they've got natural gas infrastructure, and you've got an unlimited fuel supply there. You never have to worry about fueling it. Excellent.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean that's 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 excellent. How how do you find with um, some of the storms, obviously, and the hurricane season, which, you know, much like us with the monsoon season out here, uh, have it happen every year. How do you find people, are they are they uh, becoming more prepared? Are they looking to be ready and, and have power and get generators?
7: Yeah, I think so. People um, have a much greater awareness about power outages now. You know, uh, the power outage severity in the country has steadily risen over the last 20 years. Uh, Storms have become more prevalent. You know, global warming type of thing is causing a lot of storm and more energy in the uh, atmosphere. But you know, one thing that um, is different from 20, 30 years ago, our modern lives are a lot more dependent on uh, steady, consistent, reliable electricity. You know, before the uh, internet uh, or cell phones, it wasn't, I mean, it was an inconvenience to be out of power. You'd be sitting in the dark. You wouldn't have air conditioning. But now, if you thought about not having Internet connection for a few hours or, or worse yet, a couple of days, that's really unbearable. And that's what causes that's everyone right. to really be sensitive. And you can power. wipe
1: out your server. That's right. That's <laughs> right. That's right, Dan. You can wipe your server clean. No, yeah. but, I mean, seriously, I mean, not to mention, um, but, I, again, even having generator generators, you've got to be make sure that you've got their appropriate protection in there because, you know, when power goes out and, and you have the generator come on, um, what's the chances of surges happening in that transition?
7: Well, the uh, generators are so well built that really can't happen. They produce high-quality electricity, and these generators have gotten uh, much, much better over time. And we've had to because you got sensitive electronics in the house that need really clean power going into it, things like variable speed compressors for your air conditioner, or your um, oh, high-tech uh, television sets and, uh, and computer equipment. They need clean power. So all mm-hmm. of the standby generators that Generac makes um, have this high-quality power output. We call it true power, but it's essentially a very high-quality alternator that's uh, producing electricity cleaner than what the utility company produces.
2: Now, in the sensors for that unit, do they uh, also uh, kick in at a certain low level for brownout?
7: Um, right. They, uh, they can detect if the power voltage drops enough to the point where, you think, uh, where the generator thinks there's a power outage and it'll turn on and, and shut off the utility power. And then it'll also detect when the utility power has been restored. So whether it's a brownout condition or an outright blackout power outage, uh, it will sense that. Uh, when the power's been restored, and it'll turn off the generator and resume the utility connection. Yeah, because
2: half power on, on a house, you know, for like a brownout, as we call it, is, actually destroys more things than just having it off.
7: Yeah, with all the sen- sensitive electronics in, in a house these days, uh, yeah, they can be pretty damaging.
2: And then if there's a lightning strike on the house, it's got an automatic uh, kickout relay, doesn't it?
7: Um, I don't know about that, but there are definitely safeties built into the generator and, uh, they, the transfer switch will detect when the power has been lost, just Mm -hmm. like, uh, due to a utility issue.
1: Okay. Good. I mean, it's, it's, it's so important that you've got to be able to make sure that you have the, again, the right piece of equipment to handle that. And if you are, you don't want to have your power go out, I mean, how does, how does, um, how does the generator interact with um, solar panels?
7: Um, well, let's see. I think if someone has a solar system in the house, they probably have some kind of a battery storage system, and there has to be an inverter um, mm-hmm. that um, ch- uh, converts the solar DC power to AC power that the house can consume. Um, if you and, and we do sell backup generators for people that have solar-equipped homes. And in those cases, um, there would be some kind of a um, switch, a control mechanism that'll detect when the battery's depleted, and then it'll turn on the generator so that the house runs on generator power rather than the solar battery system that the house is connected to. The generator that we make for those purposes is called the EcoGen, and uh, it's a Generac uh, product as well.
1: All right, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, Clemmer, we're going to have a little more talk about uh where to get those generac generators and and also you know one of the things that i'm very proud of one of the service centers for generac power systems is one of our sponsors mr electric okay right here in the valley of the sun in tempe arizona so stay tuned when we come back we've got more monsoon preparedness and make sure that you are powered up don't go away
0: Sometimes you start a project with great intentions, and then it keeps getting bigger, and nothing makes sense, and it grows out of control. So how do you get all the parts and pieces in sync together? Fix it. Image Home Improvement. When it's time to call in a professional, go to imagehomeimprovement.com.
1: If you live in Arizona, you know two things to be true. One, that we are living the hottest days of the summer. And two, if you haven't had your home's cooling system checked this year, you run the risk of having it fail at the hottest time of the year. Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, telling you that the pros at Quality Systems need to be your choice to keep your house cool for the summer. I know I did. With nearly three decades of experience in the industry, Quality Systems' commitment is to provide every customer with the best possible in service. Don't wait. Call the pros at Quality Systems today for all your HVAC needs, 480-945-2665, or visit them on the web at qualitysystemsac.com.
4: This is Amber Sullins, Chief Meteorologist for ABC 15 News. Nightly, I update you with the most up to date and accurate forecasting of our valley's weather. The most accurate and cutting edge information for your home can be found here every Saturday morning with Steve DuBell and Image Home Improvement live on the Double Wide Network.
1: All right, and we are back, and we want to thank all of you for hanging with us here this Saturday morning, and obviously, uh, we hope that you tell your friends and family every Saturday morning you could get your dose of home improvement.
2: and today we're generating some excitement. And we're generating
1: some excitement. <laughs> Dan, Dan is, Dan always generates excitement. <laughs> he doesn't have to be talking about generators, but you know. But I'm glad that was a great segue, Dan. Uh, thank, thank you. you thank yeah. you. Anyway. In fact, that that'll do a little applause for Dan. All right. <laughs> All right. We're here with Clement Fang from Generac Power Systems. And we're talking about obviously, you know, you, when you need power, and monsoon storms come in, or you know, you know, we talk about you know one of the other things, you know, if you have if you have power and a generator for your home, you're 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 just it's another like Dan said, it's another way of protecting your investment, and obviously, and obviously, you don't want to be uh, caught short when storm hits. And that's the last thing you want to do. And you know, I think having the right generator that isn't going to fail, obviously you could have one, but then you don't want one that's going to fail you when you come to need it like everything else like where you car they always say when something breaks is when i have to go somewhere. You don't want it to break when you when power goes out. You want to you want to rely on it and that's what uh, Generac can offer for you. Clement, tell us a little bit about uh, if i was You know, we always like to say, if I was Joe homeowner and I wanted to get um, a Generac system for my house, how? What's the process? What would be go about? How do we know which one to get? And and how does all that happen?
7: Yeah, we've got we've uh, developed a really convenient way for any homeowner to uh, get a generator installed. Um, What we do is set up um, an appointment, a free, no obligation uh, in home assessment. Uh, with one of our dealers, and we have um, dealer installers uh, across the country, over 5,000 qualified dealers, Um, and that includes right in the Phoenix area. Mr. Electric, one of your sponsors, I believe, is a a Generac dealer. Yep. And uh, what they'll do is uh, come out to your home and walk through the house with you, and you can talk about how much uh, power you need for the home. Uh, He'll take an inventory of all of the electrical loads in the house, and then they'll size the generator properly, and they'll also think about the fuel system, the connection to the propane or natural gas, and then they do all the installation for you. Um, so the next time you suffer a power outage, that generator is there standing by, and you don't need to run around and uh, you know pull out the portable generator and put gas in it and all this stuff because it's all connected and it's fully automatic. And uh, that's, what, uh, that's what the generator installer will, will do for you, make it completely turnkey.
2: And that's the nice thing about gas and propane is that, uh, you don't. Know, if, if there is something that happens for a few days and everybody's running, trying to run to the gas station and there's no power, you have no gasoline.
7: Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, when if there's a widespread power outage, the gas stations are likely to be out of power as well. Some of them, most of them will be. Uh, the smarter ones, uh, smarter gas station owners, they've invested in a backup generator too, and those will be the ones that are on. Uh, but then uh, that's when you see the long lines of people and, you the, know, price up. and then yeah. the price
2: gouging, and then the price gouging. Well,
7: hopefully not. And then, yeah, it's that. right.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's one of those facts of life. Yeah. But those happen. Those happen. Remember those long gas lines from the seventies? You're going to see oh that my. when people go over there and try to get fuel. But again, yeah, the the gas pumps need power too. Otherwise, they're not. It's not going to come out of the ground. Yeah. So those are things that you need to consider. And again, you know, um, if you are if you have a system in your home. Um, having something, a spare can of gas would be good. Uh, a, you know, extra propane, you know, mm-hmm. take if you need it So this way, you can always hook it up in case, you know, the, if you're running low and it, you know, a, uh, a need for power comes on and you don't have enough propane, then you've, you've got a spare. So you've got to make sure that you're prepared for it. Well, Otherwise, you know, it's not like. It's not like it's, uh, you know, you're doing a barbecue.
2: You get the big 55-gallon bottles and then have it for the propane for your barbecue, and then when there's an emergency, you just flip the switch over to the to the generator. That's yeah, easy.
7: So if uh, folks that are using a portable generator, yeah, they, they definitely need to worry about that. But many homes that are running on propane, like if your furnace or your uh, your stove is running on propane, you probably have like a – 100 or 300 gallon propane tank or
2: 500 way out about 100 100 feet or better away from the house
7: yeah and those things will run your generator for days so um, (laughs) it's probably long enough for you to arrange for a delivery of the next load of propane and if
2: people are out that far they'll need that propane to be able to make make power happen because they're they're probably on a well
7: Yeah, yeah exactly wells or um or uh, septic pumps may not uh, work without. Oh yeah, you got to
2: keep that septic moving. Whoa! Oh, <laughs>
7: that could be a pretty stinky
2: situation. That's yes. right. It gets pretty ripe real quick.
1: Hey Dan, you know he's only been on the on for a little over a segment, and he's already picked up on your humor. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's going on here, they, it, Clement. He's he rubs off on a lot of people. I'm so sorry. You know what can uh, yeah, I say? Yeah, well,
7: it comes with the territory.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's really good, but you know, seriously. Um, I I think more and more people, I mean, you know, out here in the, you know, people think, well, you live in the desert, you know, it's just hot. You know, uh, until people started sharing in social media some of those pictures of those dust storms and the we we call haboobs now rolling in, uh, you just don't know, uh, you know, what you might need in the way of getting ready for something like that. And people just would think, well, you know, they don't need anything. But, you know, in 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 all fairness to all the people that live out here, not just in the Valley of the Sun here in Phoenix, but in the whole southwest, there are things, storms that come out here that people have no clue about. You know, just like, you know, we, we can only thing we could do is compare it to you know, hurricane storms back in the southeast and going up the eastern seaboard. Power goes out. We, You know, we get floods, too, even in the desert. In yeah, of- you
7: know, I think uh, when people think about power outages, they think about big storms, hurricanes that hit places like Houston or New Orleans or Florida. Uh, but, yeah, I lived for a couple years in Phoenix, in fact, uh, right in Tempe. And um, I remember those dust devils coming through monsoon season. And uh, they look like mini tornadoes, and they have really powerful winds that can easily take down power lines or cause a problem with a utility substation. And then you got entire neighborhoods without power for hours if not days. Um, so it can, yeah. power outages can happen anywhere in the country.
1: And you, know, you never know. I mean, we've seen uh, microbursts and the macrobursts, as they call them, take out sections of wall, take out power lines. I mean, they do a lot. So there's no... I mean you're in all seriousness, no area is safe when monsoon storms roll in,
7: yep, and they come with little notice, so the best thing people can do is you know be prepared, um have an emergency kit on standby if you if you don't have a backup power generator and be ready to ride out a power outage for a few days, you know have some water, have some extra batteries, um, have maybe a first aid kit on hand, you know things like that, you
1: know. Where's uh Where is the best place for our listeners to go check out the Generac Power Systems?
7: Um, you can just go to www.generac.com and uh, find out all about portable generators as well as standby generators. And our products are available online at your local home improvement store or through any one of our dealers uh, across the country.
1: You know, and also on your website there is a way you could put in. Your city, your uh, state, your even your zip code, and you could pull up and say exactly how many facilities um, are dealing with the Generac product, along with just like I did when we went in, checked out which areas are near us. Mm-hmm. Number one on the list, Mister Electric in Tempe, Arizona. So, and plus, Clement, they have a five star rating, so you can't go wrong when you call Mister Electric.
7: Yeah, so if they've earned a five-star rating, then that means they've gone through all of our factory training, and they have a great reputation for good service, and and homeowners are happy with them. Um, And so, yeah, five-star rating is a really good thing to see.
1: That's great. Clement, thanks so much for sharing today. We really appreciate it, and I hope we've imparted some knowledge to uh, our listeners to make sure that they're ready uh, for the next time you know, their area of the country has storms coming their way, and the last thing you want to be caught is without power. Okay. All Glad right. To be here with you. We thank you so much. All right. More great news and more cutting edge information on Arizona's best home improvement show, Image Home Improvement Live. We'll be right back. Don't go away.
4: You know, honey, I'm sure glad we took Steve's advice and called CDC Pools to resurface our pool.
5: You know, you're right. There are so many pool companies around, it was hard to choose the right one for our project.
4: Yeah, CDC Pools has been here in the Valley since 1990. Did you know they do spas and decks as
5: well? Yeah, I did. The great thing about their repair services: after inspecting our pool pump, they knew exactly what was wrong with it. It was time to replace it with a more energy-efficient unit. You know they have over 23 years of experience remodeling and resurfacing pools. So now I have peace of mind knowing our pool needs are in good hands.
4: Now we can enjoy our backyard again. Speaking of enjoying, last one on the pool cooks dinner tonight.
5: Let CDC Pools
0: transform your tired-looking pool into a thing of beauty you can be proud of. Give them a call, 480-539-7700, or find them on the web at redoyourpool.com. Nice shot. Thanks. This room is awesome. Yeah, Debbie and I wanted a rec room, and with the way property values keep going, who can afford to buy a new place? Tell me about it. So we just had Steve over at Image Home Improvement and close the patio, and make the shelf for the TV, so... So take your next shot. (laughs) Right. What about your family room? Yeah, but the kids are always playing their video games, and everyone watches TV in there, I wanted my own space, and I've always wanted a pool table. How'd you talk Debbie into it? She uses it more than I do. Cheryl and I love the outside. Do you think we could just get the patio screened in? Sure. Image Home Improvement just did the Johnson's house. They love it. No mosquitoes. Exactly. And Chris says they're enjoying their outside a lot more at night. You should do it. Just go to imagehomeimprovement.com. The name says it all. Steve came over, gave us an estimate, and, well, you see how it looks. Can't tell it wasn't here the whole time. Yep. Your shot
5: imagehomeimprovement.com Add to your space enclose your patio. Go to imagehomeimprovement.com If you live in Arizona, you know two things to be
1: true. One, that we are living the hottest days of the summer, and two, if you haven't had your home's cooling system checked this year, you run the risk of having it fail at the hottest time of the year. Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, telling you that the pros at quality systems need to be your choice to keep your house cool for the summer. I know I did, With nearly three decades of experience in the industry, Quality Systems' commitment is to provide every customer with the best possible in service. Don't wait. Call the pros at Quality Systems today for all your HVAC needs. 480-945-2665. Or visit them on the web at QualitySystemsAC.com.
0: Thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bathroom?
4: Hi, this is Skip Bedell and Allison Bedell from the Spike
6: TV hit show Catch a Contractor.
0: We catch contractors that have left homeowners with unfinished remodeling projects. And if you don't want this to happen to you, listen to Image Home Improvement Live
6: every Saturday
4: morning on the Double Wide Network.
2: All right, here we go. Steve is uh, taking a station break of his own, and they've let me at the microphone. Uh, this will be about the home or horror story this week. Uh, for an inspector, you know it's going to be a tough inspection when you drive up to the property, and a third of a tree is leaning on top of the house. And you see a little bit of a sway back at one end, and you see a bulge out at the other end of the house, and it's kind of like shifted sideways. Uh, having gone up in the attic, it got even more interesting because it was an old-fashioned collar and, pearl and uh frame, which means it's really old-fashioned framing. Tough old framing, but this stuff has really taken a hit because some clever person went up in the attic, and the actual main support collar ties had all been chopped out and put on the, ra- on the rafters so they could crawl down the, the attic to put in the... Uh, the piping, the new piping for the house, and then the piping itself was uh, substandard. So every time you turned on a spigot, the you'd get um, this orange, orange look in the water. So um, when you have a tree that's getting too friendly with the house, and the rafters are bent, and the house is shifted one direction, um, then you then you know why it's been on the market for a long, long time.
1: that's really strange
2: it is it was you you know it was one of these properties it's right here on one of the main drives here in in phoenix and you you don't even know it's there i drove by it four times before i found the actual address to the place and it was in behind these double walls it was like it was like an in-town compound
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing but but like i say you know if if your house is getting if if you're landscaping getting too friendly with your house, I like that. What, what do you think it's time to do? Call, chop, chop it back get it out of call there. Call the landscaper and let them trim it.
2: That's right. Not to but mention, this is going to take a special crane to be able to move this thing off because so much of the actual rooting has pulled up with the tree and is leaning on the house. It's going to be cute. I, I'd love to be there when they start doing that one. Yeah. They have to remove that tree, aren't they? Yeah. You just, you just keep cutting away, it's going to keep leaning. Yeah, yeah. It's,
1: it's it's it. These things that if you don't take care of them right away, I mean, that should have been taken care of probably a long time. Ago.
2: Two monsoons ago. <laughs> two months. That's a good way of talking
1: about it. That's two years for those of you in Rio Linda. No, just. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it's amazing. You know that people let their homes go that long, and they just need to take care of it. And what, what that will do, I mean, you know, you could have, uh, how about those woof wets?
2: Oh, roof rats? Woof rats. Oh, Especially if they're,
1: leaning over, if they're leaning over on your house.
2: Well, yeah, if you have a branch that's up on the roof and it's gone up and it's torn the vent, our friendly little you know, 40, 50-pound roof rats will be in your house and be nibbling away at the wires and everything. And I had one that was at a multi million dollar place in one of our more ex- – uh, uh, expensive neighborhoods in the city. And uh, I was up in the attic. And the minute I got up there, I see, you know, those big black boxes we have for catching them. You've seen around, Steve, Mm -hmm. that they put outside. They had four of them up in the attic. Really. And then when I'm looking down the rafters off into the area for the flat part of the roof, I could, with my flashlight, I could see a trail of um, droppings going on into the house. And then I could see off to the side, a little nest. Really? Yeah, this place was infested. Oh, wow. That's why, you know, but this was the same house that had the water heater in the attic. Now, there's a smart move. 50-gallon water heater up in the attic, and it's sagging right there where it's sitting. And it's leaked before. So it was an interesting week to say the least. (laughs) I was having a blast.
1: (laughs) I I could tell. I could tell. Now, one of the things that um, for those of you out there, you know, we were talking about uh, the uh, interview that we did with John Weisbarth from uh, Tiny House Nation. You know, one of the things that we'll we'll get into. Obviously, this is ten years after Hurricane Katrina, and you know, you think about it, ten years and eighty uh, percent of the city of New Orleans was underwater, and then. You know, they're, they are definitely coming back and more and more new buildings are coming out. They're, they're actually, you know, 10 years later, you'd think they would probably have it all back in shape, but, you know, not really. It's not all happening. And uh, John is going to be telling us a little bit about some of the stuff that Tiny House Nation uh, was doing to uh, help the people down in that part of the country, and I think it's really great when... Uh, they're able to give back when anybody, not just not just the people and the, uh, the producers and everybody that connected with the show, being able to give back to a homeowner uh, who was afflicted by th- this horrendous storm. You know, and uh, I think, you know, somebody had mentioned also, you know, there are other storms along the way, but actually that were worse than Katrina. But I think the problem with Katrina, obviously, was they had a levy problem,
2: yeah, not the, a hurricane problem. The failure of the levees, which were that's what substandardly put in, because the contractor took money and did, did a poor job.
1: You know, so again, you know, again, contractors not living up to what they promise and doing it the right way, and obviously giving, you know, giving them what they got paid for. I mean, if they got paid to do it a certain way, that's the way they should have did it instead of trying to cut corners. But a lot of discussion about what is transpiring with uh, what they were doing as well as, you know, if you are a fan of the show, we're going to try and give you a little bit of insight into uh, what goes on behind the scenes with uh, John and the entire crew. And uh, I want everybody to stay tuned because when we come back, we're going to go right to that interview. So don't go away. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live right here on the Double White Network.
0: If your garage door is acting up, maybe needing an adjustment or just a new door opener, A Better Look Garage Door Company. It's not just a name. A Better Look Garage Door is a promise. When it's time to give your garage door a better look, make your next call to A Better Look Garage Door Company. 602-743-4028. Don't wait. Call the owner, Tom, right now. 602-743-4028. A Better Look Garage Door Company is a veteran-owned family business serving the Phoenix area. A Better Look Garage Door Company. Your Premier Team. A local team of experts who are globally connected and ready to help you buy or sell residential real estate. Serving Maricopa and North Pinal County. Visit them at yourpremierteam.net. They use their strengths to gain results for quicker closings and smoother transactions. If you're currently looking to sell real estate, Contact us today and ask about our global marketing listing package. Again, that's yourpremiereteam.net or call their offices at 480-567-2103 for Arizona Real Estate into your premier team.
1: When you buy a car, you want to see that car's history, whether it's new or used. Why should buying a home be any different? DEC Inspections can provide you with the inspection you need to have peace of mind when purchasing your next home. Call today, 602-308-8722. That's 602-308-8722. Hi,
6: I'm John Weisbach, co-host of FYI Network's hit TV show, Tiny House Nation. Now, people all over the country are downsizing, and tiny homes are all the big rage. But remember, even tiny homes need repairs, and left unattended, those tiny problems become big problems. Don't let that happen to you. Know what makes your home tick. Listen every week to Image Home Improvement Live, Saturday mornings on the Double Wide Network.
1: All right, we are back, and you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live here Saturday morning. And as promised, we have one of the stars of FYI's hit TV show, Tiny House Nation, John Weisbarth is with us. John, good morning. How are you?
6: Great. How are you? Thanks so much for having me
1: on. Oh, thanks. I bet you you, uh, it's it's a lot hotter here than where you are. But we're probably not that
6: far off. Well, you're in Phoenix, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm in New Orleans, actually, today, um, you know, on the, on the 10th anniversary of Hurricane Katrina uh, hitting. There's a lot going on down here, but, but we're down here because we, uh, we were building a tiny house for a really uh, deserving community member.
1: Well, that's really great. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Because obviously, you know, we've you know, for those of you, uh, our listeners that follow the show, would like to hear a little bit about uh, your mission down there.
6: Yeah, well, this one's been a little bit different um, for us, which has been really cool. You know, typically, we don't gift tiny homes. Uh, you know, the people that decide to go to tiny, they're paying for it. This was something different. We uh, we partnered at Tiny House Nation and FYI uh, with a group called Make It Right, which uh, was originally started by, by Brad Pitt, of all people, um, in the wake of all the devastation that happened um, in Hurricane Katrina 10 years ago, to rebuild... New Orleans, specifically the ninth ward. That's where I am right now. They've built, make it right, it's built 109 homes down here. This is the 109th, but it's the first tiny home. So it's really cool. The whole idea is about building something responsible and sustainable, um, but also really, really nice. And so we were able to do that, and we gifted it to this local teacher um, who is just, she's a saint of a woman. She's a middle school teacher. So that should give you an idea of what she puts up with on a on a daily basis. It wow. was a really neat thing to get to uh, you know, to get to gift a house this time to someone that was really deserving.
1: That's amazing. You know, one of the things that you know being a general contractor here in Arizona that I was amazed at the the intricacy of putting all those components that you see in big twelve hundred 1,500 or even 2,000 square foot homes Mm -hmm. even bigger and putting them into something that's 500 square feet, that alone is pretty amazing.
6: Yeah, and and the house that we just built here, it's 496 square feet. But boy, I tell you what, typically, we're building between 200 and 300 square feet and still getting all that functionality that you're talking about in there. And, you know, that is really the specialty of my co-host Zach Giffen who is he is an absolute artist he's a little bit of a genius too uh, I don't I don't feel embarrassed to say that but yeah to get all that functionality of a bedroom and a living room and a kitchen and a bathroom and storage and everything you can think of in a big house into you know 200 300 square feet takes some ingenuity takes some planning but if you if you do it with intention you can do it really nicely and actually make it work. People would be surprised.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. You know, I think one of the things that I remember watching one of the episodes was that uh, recently, when I, and I can't remember which one it was, but you, I'm sure you do, is when yeah. the uh, they were putting it all together, and well, actually two two points when the when one of the owners said, "By the way, um, you know, we we have a lot of people over." And you know, we have a we need a seating for eating of of ten. And i and I thought I thought the look on Zach's face I thought he was gonna lose it. Because it's like where the heck are we gonna put ten people sitting for dinner in this little tiny house?
6: Yeah. And he built it into the barn doors, didn't he?
1: I uh, yes he did. I thought that was very like you say, that was very ingenious.
6: Yeah, you know, the name of the game, um, especially with a situation like that, but is uh, transformation. You want everything to be multifunctional, but you also you need things to be able to transform. And what he did essentially in that space was there was enough room to put a big table in there for 10, but it would dominate the room, which happened to be your living room and part of your kitchen and all that stuff. And if it was always sitting there, well, it wouldn't be very functional. So that he had it almost Murphy bed-esque pulled out of the door um, then allowed it when it wasn't in the dining room to be a a, a spacious living room and a really open area so it didn't feel cluttered, it felt big but then if you wanted to have that many people over, boom, bring it down and now you have a very good sized dining room and that's how you do it, you make one room serve multiple functions and by doing that you can really have the function of a much bigger house in a much smaller space
1: Right yeah, it's it's just amazing. Now when you when you go and um and start these homes, obviously uh, sometimes I think I think sometimes the homeowner gets so excited that maybe they missed some details like that one other show where you had put the shower in, it was looked like it was really coming together and and the uh one of the owner, homeowners came over and said, Weren't we supposed to have a bathtub here? Yeah. <laughs> it was like Oh, my God, what are we going to do now? But I thought you guys handled it very well because, and you were right, which you don't have, you you can't just ordinarily just start pulling space from places because every little nook and cranny is so very important. But I think they made the right decision. I, I could live with a yeah. shower and keep the kitchen.
6: Yeah, you know, and but really, I mean, what we tell people all the time, and I always tell people is that, listen, in this, even in, 200 or 300 square feet we can give you guys anything you want we just can't give you everything you know so if you want a big kitchen we can do a big kitchen but understand that's going to eat into other space and so you know to that point it is a little bit of really prioritizing figure out what's important for you specifically in the house to your point about we get going i mean the truth of the matter is we are on a really really tight schedule and so sometimes we You know, we hire local contractors like yourself. If we came into Phoenix, we'd reach out to you, like, okay, here's what we want to do. And oh, by the way, we've got about seven to 10 days to get it done. And so, I mean... Let's get everybody in gear. (laughs) Yeah, so the contractors start moving. And sometimes Zach and I have to make decisions on the fly because there's just not enough time with the time frame that we have. So we kind of base it off of the interactions we've had with them, what we happen to know works best for a small space, um, and uh, and usually, you know, and then hope for the best. <laughs> you know I mean?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, really, I mean, and and to incorporate all the different facets of today's type of technology, like the the home that you had done where uh, the, the house ran completely on solar panels,
3: and, yeah.
1: and and that I thought that was pretty unique because they. They wanted to uh, to be secluded up in this area, undisturbed, like basically off the grid, so to speak. Yeah, and uh, I think you guys did a masterful job with the with that. And they knew how they knew that they just couldn't. They had enough power, but they didn't. They knew that they couldn't run everything at one time.
6: Yeah, I mean, it's funny. So this house that we have just built here uh, in the Lower Ninth Ward in in New Orleans has. I mean, it's, it's under 500 square feet. It has enough solar panels to power probably a 5,000-square-foot house. So power is not going to be a problem in this instance, the way right. this one was designed. And because it was a, a foundation build, you know, we've got a little bit more roof area. She's going to be selling energy back to, um, you know, back to the grid, back to the utilities. But on some of them, it's like we've got... Just enough like we can get four panels up there and that's going to be just enough but you've got to be smart with it and you know we build everything from, from a house like that that was completely off the grid to stuff that is that is completely on the grid and, and also in between so the nice thing about when you go tiny is that you can get away with um, with doing things like that that might cost too much money if you were trying to do it on a bigger scale Really,
1: yeah I, I i can I can imagine that was uh, so so. Did the um, so the house was gifted? How did she respond to it?
6: Oh uh, well, here in New Orleans, I mean, she was uh, almost speechless. Uh, I, mean, I can was, imagine it was, it was it was really it was really moving. I mean, her her name is uh, lorelia Freeman, and she has a long heritage here in New Orleans. Her You know, her ancestry goes back to the Cane River Creoles, and she was actually getting her graduate degree um, outside of New Orleans. She wasn't even in Louisiana when Hurricane Katrina hit, but it affected her so much she came back as part of the rebuilding and and sort of reclamation um, efforts here in the Lower Ninth Ward. Then she stayed on to try and be a teacher, but so many people were displaced, there weren't enough schools and schooled children to for her to get a job so she had to move away to Atlanta and it's really bombed and she just recently was able to get a job back here in New Orleans and didn't have a place to live yet. So it kinda worked out perfect that we were able to get to this. She was, you know, understandably very moved, especially when there was a crowd of people here, all the people that had touched this project It's pretty overwhelming to see how many people had reached out without even knowing her, but knowing her story and said, yeah, this is something that we want to do.
1: That's amazing. I mean, I can't see anyone not wanting to reach out in one way, shape or form. You know, we we try and do what we can here to give back to our needy veterans and some of our wounded warriors. And we're working on some different ideas and projects here. But uh, because, you know, these people need our help. And, um, you know, just just like that lady in New Orleans. She just, yeah. the, her story is just very compelling.
6: Yeah, and it's something that I wish we did more. We we haven't had the opportunity to do this a lot yet on our show, and I'm really hopeful uh, that we'll be able to do it more because I have to tell you, selfishly, it feels really, really good to be able to say, hey, here's a home for you. I mean, like, congratulations. Thanks for all. Thanks for all you've done. Now, here's, The community giving back. You've given so much to it, and and here we are able to turn something around for you. So it's, you know, selfishly, it's a really great feeling to be on the on the giving end of something. No,
1: I hear you. I mean, we did, we did, uh, we worked with a a local uh, nonprofit organization here, Stardust Building Supplies. They had a uh, program out there several years ago called. Oh, my God. What was it? Um, Oh, I can't forget. It's been a while. Anyway, what they used to do is they used to give back and do, they had volunteers. Angels on call. There it goes. Uh, And what used to happen is they'd go back and they've had volunteers that did uh, home improvement and repairs uh, for free for people that were, shall we say, um, financially challenged. And the last thing that I want to do is see somebody have to make a decision. Well, do I buy my family dinner? Or food, or do I fix my house? And there was a lady yeah. that we went back in, and the crews went back and did everything. And I got to tell you, John, to set that this lady actually made such a mark on my life. Where we sat down and we discussed a lot of it, and she was so thankful for having the crews come in. She literally didn't have running water in yeah. the house for I don't know how long. The day before she got her uh, toilet put in. And she even didn't even have a toilet. She was so happy and so thankful just for something that you and I take for granted. It was just moving. And then when the whole house was done, we went back and you had she was like a shining star. She was so happy. She was beaming. Mm -hmm. So I know the feeling that you're talking about is it is a great feeling.
6: Yeah, I mean, definitely. it's nice to do, but I mean, the, I mean, I can't lie. Like, I'm definitely getting something out of this as well. Like, you can't help but just like have a pep in your something like, yeah. you say, like have a little smile on your face. It's 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 wonderful to be able to do. It's a great opportunity, and and honestly, really thankful to make it right. And FYI, for you know, allowing me to be a part of this.
1: Yeah, I mean, you just want to just after you, after you get that kind of feeling, the next thing you want to do is like, okay, where's the next one? Let's go. Yeah, we want to get started. Yeah. We want to get started.
6: but You get addicted to that feeling, for sure. Oh,
1: my God, yes. What do you think? Which do you do more? Do you do more of, like you said, where stationary foundations, or I know some of the programs you have where you've done actually built them on wheels and moved them?
6: Yeah, I would say, honestly, uh, man, maybe as high as 90% of the ones we do are on trailers. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. The uh, And I'm not really sure why that is um i can say that the cost is a little bit lower um certainly you know when we build on a trailer we don't have to worry about um inspections and stuff like that it's it's um well, that, i don't know all well go ahead
1: that was that you know i was just going to say that would really slow you down too because i know we we do obviously with the stuff that we do here yeah you always have to wait for an inspector
6: yeah, and and when we've done you know the handful of um, foundation builds we've done you we certainly have to do that so it's definitely it's a speed thing it's also a lot of the people that we're doing this want the mobility aspect of the tiny house the idea that hey I'm only gonna be here for another six months or maybe a year and then I want to take this with me um and so you know that's you know that's been a big Reason, I guess, that people do, you know, but I, know, I think for the show, it's worked because speed. Our, our time is so slow to have to wait for inspectors and stuff like that would would really slow our show down.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I got to tell you, John, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day today and sharing some of the behind the scenes stuff that you do on Tiny House Nation. And by all means, you know, give a big shout out to uh, to Zach, you know, and tell him oh, that. Tell him that we admire his work, and uh, I got I, I gotta love his ingenuity because you know when I started my business years ago, I started as a handyman service back in '91, and people used to ask me all the time, "Hey, can you fix this? Can you do this?" And I used to have to find ways to make it right, to make it work, but not yeah. look like it was a band aid. So it's—it's—and yep. he make he does he does a great job of doing that. So kudos out to Zach.
6: Absolutely. I I will pass that along. It's funny that you bring up the anti man stuff because that's what my dad was. So I worked for him, you know, starting the summers of eighth grade all the way through college and after that. So I know exactly what you're talking about going in, having to fix something. And not make it look all like Frankenstein together. That's make right. it look smooth. That's
1: right. Yeah, and make it <laughs> and work. It's not right. always easy. You know, because we have a we have a we have a spot on the show at the end of every show on Saturday where we talk about the homeowner horror story of the week, and a lot of the things that the people, the homeowners, do fall in that category where they attempted yeah. to do something and it really came out like Frankenstein did it. So
2: yeah. it's,
6: well, it's really funny. funny. What, I always, what I always said is, I mean, if it was easy to fix. The homeowner would have done it. So every That's time right. we get the call, it's always going to be really That's difficult. Right. I, like, or, or you're fixing a mistake that they added to, you know. So.
1: Like I always say, always make sure, do the smart thing, know when to call the professional, and you guys are definitely uh, in that category.
6: Well, thanks so much, Stephen. I really appreciate you having me on today.
1: All right, John. That John Weisbarth from the Tiny House Nation with us. Uh, it's amazing, John. What a, what a great interview and what a great show. if you are interested in that type of uh, building, and if you are interested maybe downsizing and thinking about hmm, tiny house, maybe that would be right for me because it's it's almost like next to nothing to to clean. There isn't a whole lot there, so if, and think of the lot size. You know, think of a lot size. I mean, you could take that thing
2: anywhere. It's not going to be a lot.
1: The one last week, they actually took it to, and they they put it in a mobile home space. Yeah. And it it was. And had a
2: huge yard. And it looked
1: pretty. Yeah, it had a huge yard. Yeah. I mean, it just looked, it looked like it was the premier uh, unit in the entire complex. So you can't go wrong. But uh, again, we want to thank all our listeners uh, for tuning in today. Also, all our guests, Mike Yamamoto, And uh, Clement Fang from Generac Power Systems and also John Weisbarth from Tiny House Nation will be watching them tonight. Make sure they are on the um, uh, DirecTV number, I think, channel 266 at 6 p.m. every Saturday with a new episode. Plus, they usually have uh, the previous week on, I think it's... um, uh, at five. So you you're, you you can actually get a double dose of Ooh. Tiny House Nation, which is uh, pretty cool if you like that, if you like to get into that stuff. so that's, It
2: is just so cool to see all the stuff, the creative ways. They just make every niche and corner and places you wouldn't even think of really work.
1: That's right. That's right. And don't forget, obviously, next week is Labor Day week. God, I can't believe I'm saying that. Labor Day weekend next weekend, and that means we're another week closer to the start of the NFL season, and uh, everything is all good it's happening. So make sure uh, you know we root our Cardinals on for that, and we'll have some great. stuff. And don't forget, if it's Labor Day weekend, you know a lot of a lot of our listeners will be. It'll be a DIY weekend for them. That's right. So make sure that you, if you do that, you are safe. And we will be back next week with. Some great stuff for your Labor Day weekend, so I want everybody to have a great weekend. Remember, if you ever, ever thought about not listening to this program, Resistance is futile. We'll see you next week. Have a great week.
2: You're a great American. I love you.